Evening, everyone. Welcome back. We're coming to you with a uh, yet another Bar Hashem Thursday evening Chumash and Shalant Shir, and this is uh, still having Fleishik and Shalant over here. Our last licks of Fleishiks before the nine days. Okay, in about an hour, a little less than an hour, the nine days commence. Next week's Chumash and Shalant Shir is going to have to be Parvat Shalant. This week, still Fleishik and. Rabbi Yisai, let's give ourselves a bracha. Mitz Hashem, next week we should be zeichet to have fleishik and shalom next week also, right? And not have to fast this year, Tisha B'Av. In the meantime, it's a privilege being back here with everyone. Uh, we've got a double header, Matis Masay, triple header, Chazak. Matis Masay, Chazak. Well, let's see what we can get into in terms of Matis, maybe a little bit of Masay. And uh, let's look at the end of Matis. The end of Matis... Follows directly off of the, the middle half of Matos, which was about the conquest of the Midjon. Now we have a situation where Kleisrael has now, by this point in time, conquered a wide swath of the Transjordan, the area that's to the eastern side of the Jordan River. We call Aver Hayarden <coughs> modern day Jordan, um, up until the War of Independence. The, you know, Jews had their eye on that as well, because this was in biblical times. It's known as the Transjordan. There's different ways of um, relating to it, looking at it, and understanding it. And the discussions of the Transjordan really begin, again, in this week's Parashat Matos, because we've taken the land of Sichon and Oig, we've taken the land of the Amorim, and all the conquests <coughs> that the Yidden had, the battles that they've already fought under Moshe, and Chukas, the beginning of Matos, have now laid at their feet, laid at the feet of the Jews, a tremendous amount of land on the eastern side of the Jordan, outside Ersol proper. And the Torah begins by telling us that this land was very lush. Lush and um, fertile, a lot of grass, a lot of amazing good pasture land over there. And there are two Shvatsim in particular <coughs> that had their eyes on that land. Let's see. Umiknei Rav is Periklam of A great amount of cattle. Hoyu Livnei, Reuven Vilivnei God. Reuven and God had a tremendous amount of cattle. A fierce amount of cattle. These guys were were, were, were cattle ranchers. They saw the land of Yazer and Gilad. <coughs> the land of Yazer and Gilad. And this was land that had been conquered in their conquest of Sichon and Oig. They saw Yazer and Gilad. And they said, look, this land is good land. It's good land for pasture. Good land for pasture. Fleishiks can still get Fleishiks. Okay. So they saw this land over there. They said, this is Mokomikna. This is good pasture land over here. What do they see? Let's pay close attention to the clues over here. The details. Reuben and God spy Yazer and Gilad. They see two lands. Yazer and Gilad. <clears throat> they say, this is a great place for our sheep, for all of our cattle. So they come to Moshe with a request. Here's the famous request that they make of Moshe Rabbeinu. Reuben on the CAI, the Lamor, they make the following request. The following nine cities, they tick off in one puzzle, just nine cities. Ataras, Divon, Yazer, Nimra, Chejron, El Ole, Savam, Navoi, and Ba'oin. These nine provinces, areas, Haritz, Asher, Hika, Hashem, Das Yisrael, excuse me, the land that Klai Yisrael was able to conquer from Sichon and Oig. Eretz Miknehi. This is a beautiful pasture land. Look at this grazing land over here. Velavadecha Mikne. And your servants have a lot of cattle. Your servants have a lot of sheep. And then here's a pause, a pregnant pause over here. There's a samach, which means there's a gap, there's a pause. 
So they're trying to let the hint sink in. They want Moshe to get the hint. They're referring to this whole lush, beautiful pasture, green, green, uh, green, green meadows that are on the eastern side of the Jordan, outside of Eretz Yisrael. They come to Moshe. Look at all this beautiful land that we just conquered. It's um, such. It's 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 such a uh, natural, perfectly suited land for lots of cattle and sheep. And we happen to have a lot of cattle and sheep. And Moshe doesn't say anything. He waits for them to keep going. The Mepharshim actually speak that. You see there's a, a Samach, which means there's a gap over there. It's like a new paragraph. And they continue, If we find favor in your eyes, Moses, um, we'd like to stay here, if that's okay. Don't make us cross the Jordan. We'd like to stay here. So, uh, incidentally, the Mepharshim point that's something very interesting. Whenever there's a Samach or a Pei, you know, that means there's a gap in the Sefer Torah. When we get in Ali, we see there's a place where there's gaps, right? Mm-hmm. Those gaps always are like paragraph breakers. Samuch, um, paragraph and a pay is like a chapter. Pay means to the end of the line there's a gap, like a carriage return. Samuch is just a gap of like nine, nine letters. So those are always indicators of, um, you know, a new paragraph, a new thought, a new, a new chapter. So in the middle of their conversation, there is, there is a break, which is interesting. They say, Moshe Rabbeinu, Look at this beautiful, lush, green, rolling pastures and rolling meadows over here. It, wouldn't this be a perfect place for lots of sheep and cattle? And what happens to me? We have a lot of sheep and cattle. And there's like, pause, break, samach. And then they keep going. If we found favor in your eyes, you know, we'd like to stay here. Don't make us cross the Jordan. Why is there, why do they pause in the middle of their conversations? And it, it's very, it's indicative from the samach over here, from this gap that they pause in the middle. So the Mephoshim exactly speak out what we were just saying, that they were hoping Moshe was going to take them. They really were. They were coming with a request, which is a very unpleasant, awkward request. That they don't want to go into Eretz Yisrael; they want to stay over here. They're hoping Moshe is going to take them. They're hoping Moshe. Oh, you have a lot of pasture, and this is a good place for pasture. So you would like to stay here, huh? You guys want to stay here? They're hoping Moshe will finish it off for them. The the awkward kind of unpleasant request, and Moshe knows full well what they want. And Moshe is not going out of his way to make it easier for them. Moshe says, "No, okay, yes, very nice. It's a lot of grassland over here, a lot of pastures, rolling meadows, and you guys have a lot of cattle." No. What do you want? 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 See, he made them speak it out. He made them speak it out. And they spoke it out. And they say, we have a lot of cattle. Here is, is a great place for cattle. We'd like to say, we'd like to settle the Transjordan. Reuben and God are making this request to Meshur Benu. We would like to settle the Transjordan. Al-Tavi Reynu Sayarde. We don't want to cross the Jordan. The Jordan. And here's some questions. Questions we got to ask on this story. And we know, that everyone knows the rest of the story. Moshe gets upset. What does he say to them? Your brothers are going to go. The rest of the they're going to go cross the Jordan and fight the Canaan. You guys are going to stay here? Because everyone else is going off to battle. You guys are going to stay here and enjoy all the grass? Not that kind of grass. You guys are going to stay here, enjoy all the passes, enjoy the meadows. The Lamas and Neon as Levenestral. You're, look what you're going to do to the morale. Look what you're going to do. Be, if you ever want to down, you're going, you're going to defeat them before they're defeated. Me'avora, Arza, Shanasa, Lehem, Hashem. Meshach gets very upset. Imagine what kind of blow that's going to be to the morale of Klai Yisrael. Two entire Shrodzim. Two out of twelve Shrodzim. You know, it's more than 10% of Klai Yisrael is going to stay over here in in, 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 in uh, the Transjordan. Everyone else is going to have to go fight. You guys are going to stay here. He gets very upset that it's going to be a blow to the morale of Klai Yisrael. And from this point on, we know, so they made a counter offer. They said, okay, Meshach, listen. We're willing to talk. We're willing to negotiate. We'll go first. We'll be on the front lines. We're going to fight for everyone else. We're going to be the first. We're going to be in the vanguard. And A, we're going to be on the front lines. B, we're not going to come back 
to our wives and children here in Avar Yardin until the conquest has been concluded, until Eretz Yisrael has been totally taken by Klaiso. So Moshe eventually acceded to this, and he 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 he, he granted their request. He went with their with their, this this uh, condition that they made. If you guys go, you go on the vanguard. You'll be on the front lines, um, and 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 uh, you'll stay there until the battles are done. Then you can come back. So that's the story. Now, but there's a number of questions that we got to ask on the story. A number of very difficult questions and problems over here. First of all, I mean, you got you got to you got you got to wonder. You got to wonder how they could have had what seems to be the unbelievable insensitivity to make such a request of Moshe. Insensitivity. And that's an understatement. They're making the statement, the request of Moshe to stay in Eber Hayardin, to not go into Eretz Yisrael, and they're making this request of the person who would have given anything to go into Eretz Yisrael. Anything in the world. We know that if there's one thing that Moshe wanted, he was willing to do anything for, give anything up for, it was to go into Eretz Yisrael. He dove in some 400 tefillahs, Chazal tell us. Until Hashem finally told him, Genug you know, stop diving, I'm not accepting your tefillahs. Just to get into Eretz Yisrael. The, 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 the biggest blow that he ever received, and the most difficult for one, one for Moshe was, Hashem telling him, you can't go into Eretz Yisrael. He would have given anything to go into Eretz Yisrael. What? Everybody knew. Everybody knew this. Everyone knows that Moshe was very upset about this. How did they know that he, he didn't tell them yet that he's not going to go? No, no, everyone knew. Hashem announced it to Everybody knew that they can't go in. Moshe and Aaron were sentenced to not go in. It was public knowledge. So you're dealing with the one person who's been dealt the most severe sentence possible, that he can't go into Eretz Yisrael, and he's having a very difficult time with that sentencing. And he would have given anything to go into Eretz Yisrael. And... So callously and casually they come and say, oh yeah, well, could we stay here? We don't want to go into Eretz Yisrael. What, what an insensitive request to make of the person who was, 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 put, put, uh, gave, gave, um, such attention and such love and fondness for Eretz Yisrael more than anyone else. Go ahead and make such a request to treat Eretz Yisrael that the Moshe loved so much so casually and callously. How could they do that? How could they do that? Find someone else to make the request to. Go to Elazar. Find someone else. But to go to Moshe, make the request to Moshe. What were they thinking? What were they thinking? But there's other prams here as well. Some, some, some nuances that have to be picked up on. And, and, and the second one is, following, following on the heels of this first question, the second question is, why didn't Moshe say that back to them? Moshe should have told them, are you guys serious? You're for real? You, you don't want to go into Eretz Yisrael? Do you know what Eretz Yisrael is about? Moshe is the spokesman. He's the poster boy for Eretz Yisrael. He is the one that loves Eretz Yisrael more than anyone else. He's the one that would have given anything to go into Eretz Yisrael. He's the one that has such a hard time not going into Eretz Yisrael. So A, it's not only a problem. How can they be so insensitive to make this request of Moshe? Just very clock our yad. No, it's okay. We don't want to go in. And B, why isn't that what Moshe said back? Moshe should have given them a gantam musashmuz. What should Moshe have said back? You guys don't want to go into Eretz Yisrael. Do you know what Eretz Yisrael is? Do you know what it means? Do you know what it's all about? I would give anything to go into Eretz Yisrael. And you guys could walk right in. And you want to stay here? That's what we would have said, right? You have no idea how lucky you are. Moshe should tell them. You have no idea what kind of opportunities you have. I would give anything to be in your place. Moshe should tell them back. I would give anything to have the opportunity going. And yet you're so happy just to stay here? How could you do that? That's not Moshe's response. What's his response? You're, you're going to def- blow the morale of Klai Yisrael. You're going to make everybody lose their 
their their motivations of fights. You're going to defeat the morale. That's his issue. Okay, that, it's not that that's not an issue, but say everything, throw everything in. Why doesn't Maisha say back also, at least in addition to the morale, that how could you guys do this? How could you not go into Israel? You have no idea how lucky you are. You know, th- that's exactly what we'd have expected Maisha to say, and yet he doesn't say it. He doesn't say it. And there's a third problem as well. What's the third problem? Third problem is, there's a funny shift in the psukim. And there's a funny shift in terms of what they see and what they ask for. What do Reuben and God see, the Pazik tells us? They see Yazer and Gilad. Yazer and Gilad. They see the land of Yazer and the land of Gilad. That's what the first Pazik says. Vayiru is Eretz Yazer, is Eretz Gilad. They see the lands of Yazer and Gilad. Behold, the lands of Yazer and the lands of Gilad was a place of pasture. A place of green meadows, they say. So... The Torah is telling us ostensibly that what they noticed and what caught their eye, what they were interested in, was Yasser and Gilad. So they come to Moshe with their request. They want to stay in Avra Yard in Transjordan because they have all this cattle and this is a place of good pasture and good grazing ground. So what what would we expect them to to ask of Moshe? Yasser and Gilad. They saw Yasser and Gilad. They should ask for Yasser and Gilad. Yeah, what do they ask for? That's for nine places. Nine places get ticked off for rapid fire. Look, the land that Hashem delivered to our hands when we conquered the Yemayrim is a great land and, and, and we want to stay here. So what was it? What was it that caught their eye? Was it the two places? Was it the nine places? Was it the short list? Was it the long list? Why does the Torah initially tell us a short list of what they saw when the Torah gives us the objective narrative, this is what they saw. And yet when they come to Moshe, raise the request, they overload Moshe with a, a list of nine places. We know, you know, too much information is never a good thing. Right? When, when we speak to people, we'd rather hear the story in 30 seconds. You can tell them 30 seconds, but I don't need to hear it in 15 minutes, right? Just, what's the point? What's the point, right? Get to the point. Get to the point. Yeah, everyone know, I see some people know what I'm talking about over here, right? Get to the point. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Listen, sometimes when you're speaking of people of the female and feminine persuasion, you have to be patient. But when you can, when you can afford to be impatient with someone, you say, what do you want? What do you want? Right? So, what do you want? You want, Yazer and Gilad? What's this whole list? Why is it shift in two places and nine places? They didn't even mention Gilad. And they didn't even mention Gilad. Excellent. Menachem's, good ear. How'd you pick up on that? Yazer is mentioned, and Gilad is not even mentioned on the second list. Gilad is not even there. Gilad is not even there. Good for you. All right, all right. You deserve another bowl of chant. I'm not going to be able to do anything with that in uh, you know forty minutes. It's a big mitzvah. Big mitzvah. Big mitzvah. Eat it. Okay. All right. So what's going on over here, Rabbi? Say. So then, this is all these questions that we're asking on the story. And these are basic questions on the story. They kind of like. Like, blow the story wide open. There must be more details. There must be something else going on behind the scenes that um, that we have to delve into that the Torah is kind of hinting at because on the surface level, these questions are major questions. Again, what the questions are, how could they have had the uh, the goal, the insensitivity to make a request of Moshe, the one person who would have given anything to go in there, so how can they so casually say, oh, we'd like to stay here? Why isn't that Moshe's response? Why doesn't he castigate them? Why doesn't he chew them out? And say, how could you not want to go into Eretz Yisrael? I would give anything to have that opportunity. Yet he doesn't say anything about that. Well, the only thing he says is going to be bad for morale. And what's with this discrepancy in the list that we jump from two places to nine places? And as Menachem is pointing out, 
Nachem Tzvi is pointing out who's boy b'yoyim is this Shabbos. This coming Shabbos, Menachem Tzvi Hakoyen is turning 13, Rabbi Yisoy. He's not a kain. That part I made up. But he really is turning 13. His bar mitzvah is mamish this Shabbos. Boy b'yoyim mamish, yes. Yes, that's right. So what, this Shabbos, he, now he can do shechita for everybody here. He can do, uh, he can do brismila for anyone. He can, uh, write a safer Torah now. If anyone has a safer Torah, they need to be written. Okay? Come to Yisim Menachem, please. David Mincha for the army. That's what we actually, we all are always looking for. So David from the army. That is true. Anyway, okay. So, these are the problems. These are the questions over here. What are we going to do with this? Samus is like this. If we look carefully into the matter, we do see that there is a whole nother level of the story going on that's kind of hidden there behind the scenes, but it's hidden in a way that if we look for it, it's right under our very noses. Right under our very noses. And these questions reveal to us that there must have been something going on that's right beneath our very noses. And the emphasis is like this. It wasn't a very, it wasn't a, a casual, callous, Request of we don't want to go into Eretz Yisrael. That really wasn't what they were asking for, because again, how could they have had the audacity, the gall, the insensitivity to ask Moshe Rabbeinu to not go into Eretz Yisrael? They weren't. They were not asking. They were not asking to not go into Eretz Yisrael because that would have been a crazy request. That would have been the highest level of insensitivity. Aye, but they say, I'll tell you what they are. Then they say we don't want to go into Eretz Yisrael. You know what they are really saying? Look again. What are they saying? I'm going to bring multiple proofs to what they were really saying. And then we'll see how all the questions come together so beautifully. And answer themselves up. And they ask, they say, mention, it's the land. And that is, let's, let's ask another question over here. We can ask a fourth question. We can ask a fourth question. Why do they have to mention that this is the land that Hashem allowed them to conquer? That's also superfluous. That's extraneous. The land that Hashem allowed us to conquer. Why do we have to know that? All we have to know is that we're here right now. It's ours. It's beautiful rolling meadows, green pasture land. Great for our cattle and our sheep. We want to stay here. That's all we need to know is we're in a place that's great. We want to stay here. We don't want to go into our soil. We don't want to cross the Jordan. Why did they have to mention that this is the land that Hashem allowed us to conquer? Why, why do we know that? It has nothing to do with their request. It has nothing to do with the fact that they want to stay there. They want to stay there because it's, it's free for the taking. Upper grabs and it's, it's a lot of pasture, and we have a lot of cattle. Why do they have to take that? So, by sight, this is the beginning to putting everything together. They were not asking to not go into Eretz Yisrael. They were not asking to not settle the land of Eretz Yisrael with everyone else. They were never asking for that because that would be too insensitive. I, but they want to stay here. They were asking that we should get our portion in Eretz Yisrael over here. That's what they were asking. What's coming? Conquer, Slavestiacha. How do you say it? Zavoyvay. Zavoyvay. Right, right. Okay, that one. Okay. Um, anyway, sorry, I thought I knew it in Russian. So, um, so what were they asking for? What were they asking for? They weren't asking to not go into Eretz Yisrael. They were asking that we want this right here <clears throat> to be our portion in Eretz Yisrael. The Transjordan, they wanted the Transjordan to be their chalik in Eretz Yisrael. Now, listen carefully. We're going to bring some proofs to this look. I'm going to read this explicit look. Now that we know what we're looking for, we'll see it immediately. 
They go on, they say like this, if we find favor in your eyes. Let this land, what's this land? The Transjordan, Abrayardin, the eastern side of the Jordan, let this land be given to your servants. La'achuza, for an inheritance. La'achuza. What does it mean for an inheritance? Our chalik in Eretz Yisrael. We want this to be our portion in Eretz Yisrael. And they say it again. They say it again. They say again after they 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 meet and give their they give their offer of them fighting on the front lines. We will not inherit. We will not inherit. We're not going to take our inheritance on the other side of the Jordan, the western side. Our inheritance, our portion has arrived to us on the eastern side. We want this to be our inheritance. We want this to be our chalik and Eretz Yisrael. And there's already twice where we see this. And Moshe says it back. He says, okay, if you do the following, the, the above, yes, then yeah, you can take this as your inheritance again. And it's mentioned again, at least two or more, one or more, two, one or two more times. We've already seen the cans of three times where it's quite clear what, what, what the discussion was. They were not Khalil Vachas asking to not go into Eretz Yisrael. They weren't saying, Maisha, we know you would have given anything for Eretz Yisrael, but we don't want to go into Eretz Yisrael. They were asking, we want this to be our portion in Eretz Yisrael over here in the Transjordan. This will be our Nachala. Our Nachala, our Chalik. Vazmein, Takabepi. How could this be their portion in Eretz Yisrael? So here's where everything comes together. First of all, as we mentioned earlier, our fourth question was, why they have to say that this is the land that Hashem allowed us to conquer? Hashem allowed us to, to defeat. Hashem allowed us to take this over. Why they have to mention this? What they were saying was, this is the first time that Hashem has told us to conquer this land. Why would Hashem tell us to conquer the land in the Transjordan? It's clear that this is supposed to be an annex to Eretz Yisrael. That's why Hashem told us to conquer this. And the Ramban actually says a fasting idea in Chukas. The Ramban says that this was known to Moshe and it was also known to Kla Yisrael that the Transjordan was ultimately destined to be an annex to Eretz Yisrael, was destined to be a, a, a portion that was supposed to be annexed and added on to Eretz Yisrael. And that's why they knew that they were supposed to fight Tzich Nanoi. If we remember the story in Chukas, they, they made a whole circuit of Eretz Yisrael. First they asked, Edom, can we go through your land? Edom said no. They asked, Amon and Moib, can we go through your land? They say no. They come to Tzich Nanoi, they say, can we go through your land? They say no, and they come, come out with swords, and Kleisro goes to war. Why didn't they fight Edom? Why didn't they fight Amon and Moib? How come they do fight Tzich Nanoi? So Ramban says, because it was known that they were supposed to conquer that land. So, it was known that it was, they were supposed to conquer that land. That land's supposed to be annexed to Eretz Yisrael. Half of a fellow. Haaretz Asher, the land that Hashem allowed us to conquer. Asher Hika, Hashem Lufnei Why did they mention this is the land that Hashem allowed us to conquer, to take over, to defeat? Because they're saying, yes, and everyone knows this is supposed to be annexed to Eretz Yisrael. And since it's supposed to be annexed, this has a status of an annex of Eretz Yisrael, mixed as Kedusha's Eretz Yisrael. Give Alex, this will be where our portion will be. And B, that's why it's not audacious, and that's why it's not tremendous insensitivity in chutzpah to ask Moshe, the very Moshe, who was pining away, would have done anything to move into Eretz Yisrael, to ask that Moshe, oh, let's stay over here. They weren't asking him to not go into Eretz Yisrael again. They were asking him, they want, we want this to be our chilek. Someone's going to have to live here. This is going to be an annex to Eretz Yisrael. That's why Hashem told us to conquer it. So we'll, we'll take our portion over here. And that's why Moshe didn't say back, how could you guys not go into Eretz Yisrael? I would give anything. You know how lucky you guys are. I know what kind of opportunity you have. How come Moshe didn't, didn't respond as such? Because the Teretz is, they weren't asking to not go into Eretz Yisrael. They were asking that the Abraham should be their chalik in Eretz Yisrael. Gishmak. 
Kishmak hafu v'fellu. That's why that wasn't the response of Moshe. They were asking that this should be our achuzah, this should be our nachla. And finally, we asked another question over here. The other question we asked was, they start off with two places, Yazer and Gilad. They mentioned Yaz and they mentioned Gilad. The Torah says, objectively, Yaz and Gilad were two places of amazing pasture land. And when they come to Moshe, they tick off nine places. Torah and Yaz and they mention a whole string of nine places, nine amazing places. Where these nine places come from, the Torah tells us there were only two places that caught their eye. Teretz is like this. They know that there's a bit of an argument, there's, there's a problem, there's a critique against them. What's the critique? It's true that this is gonna, is an annex to Eretz Yisrael, and it's true that it's destined to become a wing to Eretz Yisrael, an annex, and that's why Hashem will end up conquer it, and that's why they have the right to ask for their nachl over there. At the same time, it's not Eretz Yisrael proper. And even in Chazal, we know it only has mixas kedushas Eretz Yisrael, a partial degree of holiness of Eretz Yisrael, doesn't have the full holiness. And this makes all kinds of differences and complications in halacha, with shrumas and maestras, it's all over the place in the Gemara. And they're aware of that. And they know that they're in the hot seat a little bit, because that has to be answered up. Yes, it's true that this is going to be an annex. It's true that this can be Eretz Yisrael, and it's true that you can ask for a portion of Eretz Yisrael over here. But why don't you want to go into Eretz Yisrael proper? Why wouldn't you want a real chunk of Eretz Yisrael? That, 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 that puts them in a bad light. It doesn't look good for them, correct? Everybody with me? It's a bit of a critique. They have to justify why they want their portion of Eretz Yisrael to be on the Transjordan, not the, not, the, not the western side. Now, the real reason is because of the of their, their possessions, their cattle, and their livestock. That's the real reason. But they have to present something that sounds a little good. So they give a string of nine places. And in those places is Nevoi. They mention Nevoi. Nevoi is over here in the Transjordan, Moshe. We want to stay here because here is where Nevoi is. What's Nevoi? Where they're referring to when they said Nevoi. says Rashi. says Targum. Beis Kvurta de Moshe. The burial place of Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu was buried on Har Nevoi. In the Transjordan, Aver Hayarding. So what could be better than that? They're coming with a from a cheshman, a from a taino. Moshe, we want to stay here. Because look, this is where Moshe's, the year kever is going to be here. How can we leave the Rebbe Alain? How can we leave you behind, Moshe? The year going to be over here. Your kever is going to be over here. We should go into Aristotle. Yeah, Vad, there's more Kedusha there. And Vad has full-fledged Kedusha. There's only mixed as Kedusha, but the Rebbe Alain. Moshe Rabbeinu, you're going to be over here. We have to stay over here. And that cements their arguments. A, it's going to be an annex to Aristotle. It's going to be inducted into part of Aristotle. And B, they're allowed to ask for their portion over there, therefore. And C, that's why Moshe didn't have to feel bad. And Moshe didn't say back, how can you not go into Israel? I, but what about the D? Why are you trading Miktas Kedusha for full Kedusha? Why would you take a place only as, you know, 50% Kedusha there? So when you could get the full deal, the full nine yards, Teretz is. Because here's where your kever is going to be, Moshe. We don't want to leave you. We want to stay with you as long as possible. We want to stay over here. But Moshe exposed them and turned the whole thing around by pointing out to them that I understand where you guys are coming from, but really, you know, every week, between me and you, I know it's about your livestock. I know it's about your cattle. Nevertheless, he did grant the request at the end of the day because the request halachically and hashkafically was sound and it worked. This was Mixas Eretz Yisrael. They could get their portion over there. But this is Rabbi Yisai with the Torah showing us when we analyze, ask the right questions and pursue those questions at the end. A beautiful inside scoop on what was in fact happening with Ruvain and God and their request. And thank you all for joining us. I want you to have a wonderful, amazing Shabbos. Chazak, Chazak, Vinis Chazik. Thank you for joining us.